Hello, hello, y'all. So welcome back to another episode of the Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate. Um, this is the Alpha, how you started. And today I have a special guest in the building. I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. I have watched her content and I've cracked up multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of wit and thought put into it, you know, and just who would think of this? <laughs> it's always <laughs> the that I think of when I watch these videos and I watch her. Without further ado, I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and just tell us a little bit, bit about her. And really, we'll, we'll learn about her today on the Alpha, how you started. Well, my name is Kendria Bland. I'm known on my other social media, um, on social media platforms as Kendria underscore Bland. And I just do comedy skits just to make people laugh. Mm. Right. So, Kendria, can you tell us how you started making content? You know, was it just something that you decided, I'm bored, I'm just going to pick up the camera and start laughing? Was it something like, you know, you always had a funny bone, you're like, I want to do this, or I had an idea? Like, how did that start for you? Well, I've always kind of been like the goof, not the goof, but like the clown of the family. We always have family events. So um, my entire family are like comedians. Mm -hmm. And growing up, they used to always roast and say, you used to take a little too far sometimes. But, you know, that's why I really got my comedy from is my family. But when I started making videos, I started doing videos like 10 years ago. And I had wow. an ex. He used to tell me that I wasn't funny and he used to really put me down. So I stopped making videos for a long time. And it wasn't until I got pregnant with my daughter mm -hmm. and I started experiencing postpartum depression. When I, that's when I started saying, like, um, I need to start back doing videos to make myself laugh. And mm -hmm. I didn't expect any of the videos to go viral when I started, mm -hmm. started back doing videos. But when I saw how people were inboxing me and telling me how, um, you know, I've helped them through their depression, I was like, okay, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know I was that funny. I thought, you know, I was just a little corny. But um, <laughs> yeah, when I realized that I was helping other people laugh, I decided to go and keep going for other people too. Definitely, definitely. And that's such a, a dope thing, you know. Um, oftentimes I think, you know, when people see this person doing these videos and stuff like that, they don't even realize people have their own stories and stuff like that. So, you know, they hear that. And we're I will say on behalf of the world, we are thankful for that. And I hope this has been, you know, doing the videos have been helpful to you, but you probably have given so much to people because I can imagine that little two minutes out of the day where I'm not worried about my problems, I'm sure it's helped a lot of people um, as well, you know, and also I'm sure there's a lot of regrets for the person who said that you weren't funny because here we are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so kind of like switching gears or kind of like, I guess, staying with it. Um, when you first started doing videos, you said you started off just doing it just to make yourself laugh. Um, and as you started, like, I guess, seeing things go viral and like, like kind of achieving a little bit of success and started seeing, oh, this is turning into something. What were some like misconceptions that you had about like making videos? And what do you think, um, what do you want people to know um, who may not know about this process? Like some people may look at it and say, oh, this looks easier. Why do it look super hard? What has that been like for you? You know, as you kind of like, you started doing this and you started like kind of like just really pushing the videos. It's really not easy. You have mm -hmm. to invest a lot. Um a lot of time and a lot of money into the videos like for example mm -hmm. I, when I do a video they might be like two one or two minutes long mm -hmm. but it takes me 16 hours to do the whole video to film to edit the videos and stuff 
And sometimes the little five, the um, 30 second videos, they might take me six hours. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people, a misconception that I hate is that a lot of people think that because I have a lot of followers, I have a lot of money. And that's not okay. the case. Mm-hmm. I've okay. actually almost got robbed at Walmart. I was followed by a couple that noticed me. Oh, no. And I, they don't even know I only had $6 to my name on that day. <laughs> Like, I was about to get robbed for nothing. I'm glad that somebody was there, you know, that I knew to mm-hmm. help me. But, yeah, it's it's a lot that goes into making these videos. No, I'm sorry to hear that. I think that is that has to be the hardest thing is that, you know, I think people don't, in this day and age, just with social media and everything like that, they see this person is doing this dope thing and all that stuff, and they think, oh, they getting paid and stuff like that. They don't realize, like, the money doesn't come till much, much later if that's even what you're doing and everything like that. Right. So has that made you hesitant sometimes in regards to like making videos or continuing or like thinking about like, how do I want to go about doing this? How have you kind of like traversed that space? Because I'm sure like if you go going viral, now people immediately recognize you and sometimes it could probably be good, but sometimes like in that case, it's not a great experience. Like I don't want everybody to know like what I'm doing or know me when I'm walking up and down the street right but um I'm always shocked when people recognize me in public I'm Mm -hmm. always shocked because I'll be forgetting that I do videos I forget (laughs) that I have a a big following like I do to Mm -hmm. me I'm just you know some average person and I forget it sometimes and when I get approached I'm always shocked I'm flattered but it -hmm. could be kind of dangerous um you have to be up on your toes and I have to always carry a weapon on me at all times because I never know. Like, I, I just don't want nobody to catch me slipping, you know. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so <laughs> I just, you know, I just have to stay safe. Definitely, definitely. You know, and prayers that you will continue to do so, you know, and so forth and everything like that. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a weirdo, leave her alone. Please leave her alone. <laughs> Go about your business. Let her shop in peace at Walmart. Let her be able to get her pizza rolls or whatever she needs to get that day. Like <laughs> she just trying to make it through the checkout line like the rest of us, y'all. Like I'm just trying stop. to spend my little six dollars. <laughs> right, exactly. Is it because trying to make it stretch? Because I know how that is. Like, listen, you'd be like, I got exactly this is exactly six dollars. So I know if I spend five forty five, you know, I'm gonna have that extra change right there. I can't get this extra thing. I had to right. get <laughs> So I get it. Definitely. Uh, but I thank you for sharing that. And I think it's a super important perspective. And I hope people really listen to that, that those are the things that you do deal with when you, you know, put yourself out there, which, you know, it's, it's pros and cons, right? Um, right. Are there any things that like, you want people to know that might be more positive or like a, a pro of like the side of making the videos and stuff like that, that people may not know. Um, yeah. See, yeah. Because I'm doing these videos, I do the videos full time. I don't work. Mm-hmm. So doing these videos are my job. TikTok doesn't pay me as much at all. Like they pay half of my light bill, mm-hmm. but doing like um, the sponsor videos, that's where my income is coming in. And just using this entire thing as references and um, like as a reference could help you in your career as far as acting and stuff. In the future, it could help. It may not be helping right now, but when you build 
you know, build up, you are introduced to different people. Like mm-hmm. I've met people like Erica Badu through my videos and different other big um comedians and actresses mm-hmm. and actors and singers and stuff. And it it helps in the long run. It might not help right. starting off, but you know, it helps. Definitely. I'm sure it does help. And it keeps you like you said, and I think it keeps you going too. Like it keeps you motivated at the end of the day. Um yeah. when those you are going through those rough times. Um you kind of spoke about something. You said that TikTok isn't really paying you and it's more of the sponsored videos that are like bringing income. So, you know, for those who may not know or haven't seen her video, she is a black creator, a black woman. And so I've oftentimes have heard like how difficult it is for black creators on these platforms to kind of find the success of their counterparts of other race, uh, other racial backgrounds. What has that been like for you as a black woman trying to be on TikTok, you know, really killing it and fighting it? I know like even one time, um, I had noticed there was an issue with your page or stuff like that. How have you kind of like, you know, worked around that and like worked to make TikTok work for your, not even necessarily just TikTok, but any of these platforms for real, for real? Well, as far as that, I've gotten my content stolen a bunch by, mm. you know, bigger accounts of different races. And mm. for me, at first it really bothered me, but now I look at it, you know, I'm kind of flattered now because it's like I'm kind of starting to trend now, okay? Mm-hmm. And I just started making videos where they can't be copied mm-hmm. and someone else take the credit for it. I started making green screen videos and videos that's kind of like race-based where mm-hmm. they can't say, you know, certain things. <laughs> and also, like, companies, they wouldn't want to pay me because I guess from other creators that are Black, Mm-hmm. Um, because of my color, I guess, and because I guess I'm a woman. I don't know. I'm just going off of what other creators have, mm-hmm. you know, their experience. But like, for example, a company will contact me and say, "Hey, could you do this video for free?" But I'm going to put all these restrictions on what you can and cannot say, and I'm going to, you know, like a job. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, because I just I seen a video from a Caucasian influencer that said pay promotion which means you paid them but you don't want to pay me right no definitely definitely because ain't no free favors here (laughs) right (laughs) right um I can only imagine what that's like you know and I didn't I didn't even realize that like you had like your content has been like stolen and stuff like that as well because like I figured with like your stuff being so niche it would be difficult to I can see how some stuff they would try it but like I'm like, to me, it's just like, well, that's obviously her content. Like, if you taking it, like, we know what you're doing, right? And everything like that. Um, yeah. But I, I, I've i seen it so much. I've heard, like, other experiences with it. I'm not surprised. And it is unfortunate. But, you know, we popular. You know, Black people, we just, you know, we just popular out here. You know, they like our stuff. So. <laughs> we popping. We, we popping. We definitely popping. <laughs> um. So you kind of spoke on this, you know, you talked about like some of the videos that you do and we're just going to switch gears a little bit and really get into it. So you said that you do more race-based stuff. So you have a series that kind of, and I love this series, right? That deals Mm -hmm. with like slavery and time travel. So when you created that, what was your mindset? Like, how did you get to that? And was there like a thought of like, I want to make this type of impact of the work? And did you like face any backlash? Because like, 
sometimes with racial like conversations or like videos and stuff like that, I've seen we've all seen the YouTube and the Twitter and the the comments everywhere. Comments don't always comment like they need to. Sometimes they're kind of nasty and everything like that. Did you face any backlash or issues with that? Or has it just been like really positive? What has it been like doing this series? Um, I received a lot of backlash almost every single time. If you've mm-hmm. noticed, I hadn't really posted any time machine videos for a reason, but yeah, I've right. received a lot of backlash for my slavery videos because I think mm-hmm. people misunderstand my message. Mm-hmm. And to start off, like I've had a lot of anger growing up towards white people because of the environment that I lived in growing up in the South. Right. Like, um, I watched the Klan have their meetings in Walmart parking lot. I live right down the street from the Klan, which is why I don't even talk about certain situations in my community because, you know, that's right. my life. I can't just say mm-hmm. something like that and they're right beside me. And I've been called racial slurs. So I had a lot of anger built up. My great grandpa, he used to tell me stories. I've had mm-hmm. a lot of anger built up and I had to learn to forgive. And I had to realize that not everybody is racist. Mm-hmm. So with that, my mindset, I used to be a little obsessed with the early 1900s and the mm-hmm. 800s, 1800s. Mm-hmm. Like um, I used to be really fascinated with, fascinated with it. And that's why I make a lot of videos about it because that was kind of like a fascination for me. And I never meant to create the content to offend my ancestors. It was always, um, you know, the oppressors that were the butt end of the joke. Mm -hmm. Never slaves. Like, if you watch any of my slave videos, you'll never see, like, you'll never be laughing at the slave. The slave is always the one that, you know, is not the butt end of the joke. But a lot of people... They, I didn't know that. I thought people understood that because, like, I'd be cracking up. I'd be like, there's one specific one, not to cut you off, but the, the one with the master dead mm-hmm. in the casket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would have never thought, like, people, like, get offended because I'm like, it seemed clear to me, like, you're laughing at those people, not, like, slaves and everything like that. I think people get offended because there's a lot of content out there with black people making videos about slavery but they're not doing it the right way they're making fun of slaves and to me it's not funny at all and i i always come in and i'm like hey you know i don't think you should be posting this and i'm like well you post slave videos yeah but it's a different message Mm -hmm. right it's it's you're you're not making people the butt end of the joke and i honestly say like it feels like part of this um it can be educational in a sense as much mm-hmm. as we don't try to think of like, you know, TikTok and social media as places where people should be getting education, like, um, I could imagine somebody seeing like your videos and being like, that happened or what happened or whatever, and then going back and actually looking for it. So I want to say thank you for those videos because like I think they're important, you know, ultimately. And I know I, I can't imagine it's been easy, you know, doing that and facing the backlash you have. And I didn't even know it was black people. Like I just figure like we all got it right um it's kind of baffling to me to think that like they're like yeah no don't do this don't do this da, 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 da. um and it's yeah see i really stopped making the slave videos and the time mm-hmm. machine videos because one day i had bought like a whole bunch of slave outfits i really mm-hmm. like to invest in my um videos mm-hmm. and i have more slave outfits than i have any other out you know costumes mm-hmm. right. and i was trying it on i was about to do a video and i just looked in the mirror and I just started crying and I just started thinking about like 
mm-hmm. what the slaves went through and it just really hurt me I don't I don't know what it was but I just started crying I couldn't even do the video wow. so after that I just I couldn't get back into costume anymore because it just hurt that bad right thank you for feeling vulnerable enough to share that I couldn't imagine what that's like you know um to have that moment I sounds like it had to be like transformational like I can't do this anymore like I did what I could when I did it but like now I'm kind of beyond that um, yeah yeah hopefully um, in the future I could you know do it but right now it's just a little too emotional for me definitely definitely would you see yourself like um because I feel like looking at your videos um and I'm gonna switch gears a little bit to your other content it's apparent that you are you know you're very good at writing and producing all these things like that could you see yourself like writing um and going more of that route and like making sure these stories are told in another way and not necessarily being the person in front of the camera or perhaps like creating that for others to do it in the right way because there is so much of like people like doing it in the wrong way or do you feel like if you were to do that content it would only be you in front of the camera you know doing it so that you know like you can keep the quality up honestly um that's my dream I do want to um, I write plays for church too I want to produce or write, you know, shows and movies and stuff. I have a lot of ideas and I have so many ideas to where I I started writing down scripts for other people to do on my Facebook page, like okay. um, video ideas. It's like this little series I got on Facebook where I give people video ideas to do that I don't really want to do because I feel like, I, you know, it's just not for me to do or it goes against something that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Right, that's fair. That's pretty cool. Um, I definitely want to talk about that a little bit later and get into that because I, I didn't know that, like, you know, this is such a very informative, like, you know, um, conversation. And the fact that you have all these ideas and you're like, here, you can have them is like, it's pretty revolutionary. And I think it, it's really helpful, right? You know, and I definitely want to talk more about like, you know, the plays and getting into that conversation. Um, Before we get into that, I'd be remiss, sound like a person from church, um, if I didn't talk <laughs> about SpongeBob. Listen, let me tell you, those SpongeBob videos be cracking me up because I'd be waiting for them. I'd be like, what's Kendria and SpongeBob going to do this week? Like, what are they about to do? Because I know what's about to do. So, how did you come up with that idea? Um, I started doing cartoon videos I think the first one was Caillou and I remember the Caillou (laughs) everybody thought it was so funny so I started doing different cartoons Spongebob has always been like one of my favorite Mm. cartoons and I actually didn't even like Spongebob growing up I hated Spongebob but I love Squidward but (laughs) when I you know when I did the video I thought it'd be a good idea for me to do be Spongebob's wife right and every single time every time I do a Spongebob video. I think that it's not going to go viral. Nobody's going to mm. like it. Every time, it's like the biggest series that I have on my page. Literally. It Everybody, is. it always goes viral. Mm. Um, so how was that? What was that like, you know, you doing this video? You're like, this isn't going to go viral. Like, this is something I think is funny and stuff like that. Were you like, oh, I need to keep this going? Or were you like, I don't know about this. Like, is it still like, every time it's just a shock or is it kind of like I think I found my secret sauce to like what will get people to like watching every time 
I do it. I, I, I always think that it's not going to go viral. The SpongeBob yeah. series. It's the videos that I think that's not going to go viral that always yeah. go viral. Right. And I'm sorry. Give me a second. No problem. Take your time. I'm so sorry. I have social anxiety. I'm trying to think. No, it's perfectly fine. Listen, we are here. I get it. Anxiety be anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> but the SpongeBob videos, um, gosh, what was I going to say? I be forgetting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, we can come back to it if you want to. Okay. Okay. So we kind of talked about the SpongeBob videos and we got into that and we can always come back to that. So um, we've talked a lot about like, you know, how you got started, you know, some of the misconceptions, um, some of your most, you know, successful videos and some of like what that's been like transforming and like putting away some other videos. And we also talk about how it kind of can be difficult to be like, a you know, a black creator on these platforms. Now, getting into like you and like you specifically, we want to learn, I want to learn more about Kendria. And so like, my question is, who are your influences and are there any folks who you aspire to be more like or want to collaborate with? Um, when I see some of your videos, I'm like, oh, this would be a dope person that I think you could collaborate with or you would be like really funny with. But I'm curious, like, who are those people who are your influences and people you want to like work with or you want to do content with? And what does that look like for you? My influences has been Dave Chappelle. Honestly, when I first started, um, the way I found out about Dave Chappelle's show, a lot mm-hmm. of people were coming under my videos and they were like, oh, you're trying to, you're trying to act like Dave Chappelle. And I'm like, I've never even watched a Dave Chappelle's show. And I'm like, oh, you, you lying. Yes, you have. So that inspired <laughs> me to go watch the Dave Chappelle's show. And after I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is like, you know, I like this. So I watched every single episode. And then the boondocks. Most of oh, my content, yes, yes. <laughs> most of my content is like inspired by the Boondocks. I love it. I'm really into dark humor. Um, if you hadn't noticed, I'm really into dark humor. I love it. And love it. <laughs> a lot of my content is kind of like it's it's kind it'll remind you of the Boondocks a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the people that I will want to work with, Alicia Bernie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her content. She's really nice. Me and her, we've talked before. I'm, I hadn't asked her to work with me yet, but I do want to in the future. Me and Dimpy, um, we're, we're really cool. We, um, are planning on making a script. We were supposed to make a script last week, but we're gonna do a video soon. And, um, Cam Tunchi, me and her are supposed to do a skit in the future. She did a slave skit and she got backlash like really bad I guess because of the message that she was putting out I don't know Mm -hmm. but she did a slave skit and she didn't really want to do a slave skit with me after that understandably understandably um these are all like really dope like I'm have to I have to look them up I'm gonna have to get their spelling and stuff from you later but like that's really dope to have like other people who are kind of like doing the same content and you're working together Y'all can, like, help each other build as well. Like, you know, like, bounce ideas off of each other and do different things. And I definitely 
can see the the Dave Chappelle like similarities and stuff like that um with the humor and it feels like there's like it's not necessarily commentary there but it feels like you can you're getting something out of it too because it's like huh this made me kind of think I can definitely see that too um yeah. as well with the dark humor though so like I'm a fan of dark humor as well um do you ever find yourself going like how far is too far from like sort of joke is that like is it hard kind of finding that sweet spot or are you just like we just gonna try this to see what happens you know? yeah sometimes sometimes I went a little too far like um I did an Asian accent oh they told me up mm-hmm. they tore me up in the comments mm-hmm. and it's crazy because before that video I did a video it was a little it wasn't really racist but I did an Asian accent, a Hispanic accent, and a white accent all in the same video. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to get backlash from that. But it wasn't until I did the next video where I did an Asian accent and they kind of got, like, really offended. It wasn't Asian people that were getting offended. Mm -hmm. It was people that weren't Asian that was really getting offended. Uh, But the dark humor, um, whenever I do it, I expect to get backlash. I always Mm -hmm. delete and block. I've noticed that whenever you respond or whenever you um leave a comment up that's negative, a lot of people will feed off of that and oh, they'll just come really? with negative comments too. So you mm-hmm. have to hurry up and get rid of all of it so you know everybody else can say positive. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. It's like negativity feeds off of negativity because it's like we saw mm-hmm. when we mad together about something. So it's like, you mad, I'm mad. You pissed, we pissed. Right. <laughs> um, I didn't, I, that's pretty, I didn't realize that that's something you, like, did or, like, you know, it makes sense, though, like, you have to kind of, like, control your comments, and that has to be, like, a full-time job right there, just, like, all right, let me see what's going on here, and swipe through and everything like that. Yeah, I I think I was reading something on YouTube about Jeffree Star. They said mm-hmm. that he hired somebody to, like, delete all his negative comments, and after that, I was like, you know what? That's what I need to do. I need to go through and, like, delete and block every single negative comment and my block list is is so full <laughs> block list block, block list is full <laughs> you don't want to be put there um, all right so you know kind of moving gears a little bit you know we talked about your influences and stuff like that and you you kind of alluded to like you know you're doing videos but you do so much more you have video ideas you write scripts what are some of your other like creative outlets that you do? I know we also had a conversation about other things that you do as well, just briefly via email. Um, what do you want to share and what are you doing? Like, do you find yourself to be like a, uh, like a person of all trades, a jack of all trades? Um, I kind of am a little bit. I'm not bragging. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be boastful. No, but I kind of am. You. I do thank God that he gave me as many talents as he did because mm-hmm. First, I was an artist. I've been mm-hmm. an artist for a long time. And that's what I was doing before I made videos. And I promised the people that I was doing videos for that if I started getting monetized for my content, that I was going to stop painting and start doing videos full time. Mm-hmm. But I am a professional artist as well. And when I was painting, I was also like sewing and stuff. I have mm-hmm. a lot of like creative gifts when it comes to like craft and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I could probably form a business. And that's the problem that I'm having right now. I'm trying to figure out 
what can I do to start a small business and mm. use my platform to build that business up? Gotcha, gotcha. Which makes a lot of sense because if you're doing the videos, that helps bring the people in. But like with having a small business, you can give them something tangible. Like if you do merch or it's like, I don't only do videos, but I also like, you know, I paint this or I do that. It's a good way to like bring people in. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something a lot of people have to deal with, you know, especially when the videos aren't like paying like they need to. Um, right. Because, you know, listen, bills don't go off hopes, dreams and aspirations. And they go off right. like every month that uh, bill needs to get paid. So I can I can definitely see that, you know, and I look forward to it. Listen, when you I, I think you drop some merch already or if there's more merch dropping, I'm I'm first one in line. Let me tell you, I saw some of the portraits, too. Let me figure out what I want, you know, from my commission <laughs> real quick. Cause I, I think I saw like your page or some of your art and all that. I said, Oh, this is moving. I said, hold on. Real fancy and everything like that. Um, and kind of like those regards and stuff like that. Um, so like kind of like with having all these gifts and all these things, um, do you find yourself so I'm a person as well, um, that I find myself like I have a lot of different like things that I'm interested in, like just gifts. So I also also do graphic design as well. I like podcasting, I like doing musical analysis, all these different things, uh, writing a little bit and stuff like that. So have you found that um, you're still trying to figure out how to combine all those things or is it kind of like you're taking them one piece at a time? So like, I know you're trying to like turn your art into like a business, but like with you doing videos and doing this and acting and stuff like that, are you like, well, I need to put these together or are you kind of just like, I'm just going to do what I want to do when I feel like doing it, you know, at the same time? What has that been like for you, like trying to figure that out? Because I know like some people are like, you should keep some of your art to yourself. But some people are like, nah, show everybody everything that you can do, too. So It's kind of a combination of both. Mm -hmm. um, I want to do it all, but it's so overwhelming sometimes. It, right. it gets overwhelming to where I just shut down and don't do anything like today. I want to finish a portrait and I also wanted to do videos and I also want to do something else. So mm -hmm. I got a little overwhelmed and I just shut down and just sat in bed all day and just stared at, you know, my phone, playing a game all day. I shut down. So then I have to realize I can't do that. I have to pick something to do for this time or for this moment and mm -hmm. stick to that and then, you know, make a schedule of it because that's a problem that I have. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm, I'm just really focused on doing these videos. Um, starting at the beginning of the year, I do want to work on a small business. I don't know what I want to do yet, but I do need to figure it out. Definitely. Definitely. And whenever you do that, reach out. Um, I'm always willing to like have you back on the show to help advertise or talk about it and stuff like that, or even post it up because I understand. I get it <laughs> out here. <laughs> trying to start off is hard, you know. So I just want to like offer that to you and publicly say that as well. And if you know any other people who like have businesses and stuff like that, who you think would be good to talk to or even advertise as well, let me know as well. Okay. Thank you. No problem. So um, I want to kind of get into this final part. And I thank you so much for like, you know, being here and just giving me your time. You know, you can no, be anywhere you else for this evening. Me. And I appreciate it. So. Um, you're not only a content creator, you also have a couple of other roles. So you're also a wife and a mother. How do you find time to make time for your craft while also balancing those equally important other things as well? So like, you know, 
you have to be in mom mode, you have to be in this mode, but also you want to do your art because it fills you up and it also helps pay pay the bills. So how do you like manage to do all of that at one time? Um, is it like a perfect balance or is it just like, hey, we just going to rock out today and how we get it done is how we get it done. Right. When I first started making videos, I was in the room almost from the time I woke up until five o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. um, when I started back making videos. And it became a problem in my marriage because my husband was like, you know, when I come home, you're in the room making videos. When I go to work, you're in the room making videos. We need me to, like, we need us time. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like, I'm a stay at home mom too. And I didn't spend a lot of time with my kids at the time. So I had mm -hmm. to come up with a schedule. Me and my husband, we sat down and we came up with the schedule. Okay, this is the time that you need to make up you know, make videos and this is a time that you need to do this and that. And that worked for me way better than what I was doing before because I was stressed out before. I felt like I just woke up, did videos and went to sleep. It was kind of depressing. And I love doing videos. My son, um, I started putting him in my videos. He loves doing videos. I don't know why <laughs> he likes doing videos with me because I'm kind of like a perfectionist, per, perfectionist mm -hmm. when it comes to making videos. So right. I'm always, okay, I don't like that. Let's do that again over and over and over. Now, mm -hmm. And you think a four-year-old will get tired of it, but mm -hmm. he doesn't. When I do videos without him, he'll come crying. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, you did a video without me. Aww. So I had, to learn to, <laughs> I had to learn to balance my family with my mm -hmm. videos and realize that, you know, my family comes before any of it. Right. And... Thank you for sharing that because I feel like there are people who are going to hear that who are going to connect with that because I think like, you know, not to get deep, but like we we live in a society of like you need to work from eight to eight. And if you're not doing this and you you're not sitting down, if you're sitting down, you're wasting time and stuff like that. But, you know, we don't talk about like the value of family and all these different people and stuff like that. And so yeah. I appreciate you sharing that information, you know, as well. Um, and also kudos to you because I'm sure as you, you get elevated, because we speak in it in existence, you know, <laughs> as the price, you know, the um, the cost right. goes up for you. Um, you'll, you'll, you already having this established of like, this is what my boundary is and this is what I will and will not do mm -hmm. um, will definitely be super helpful to you as well, you know. And yeah. I'm always glad to hear people like hear like how they kind of balance things out and like hearing like that kind of like um in terms of things uh so kind of like moving on and like we're, we're getting to the end of our time here um just a kind of a deep question I want to ask is so when you look back on everything that you're doing and where you want to go and where you've already come from what do you want your impact to be um with the work that you leave behind how do you envision your legacy so when everything's said and done you you know won the Oscar you you know then wrote the the, the movie and you've been a movie star and everything like that and like you've left the impact of your work here and you're no longer here um what do you want that to be what do you want people to remember you for and how do you envision that to looking you know um the only thing I really want anyone to remember about me and a message that I leave mm -hmm. is um the animal child God <laughs> and you know mm -hmm. you know I want people to get close to God but I want to inspire people like I was when I was younger I was picked on really really bad to a point to where I was suicide suicidal and people at school would punch me in the face and tell me to kill myself oh, and I just want to inspire people 
that think that they can't do anything because um they're less than to just do it. Um, any content, if, if someone wants to do something, I think they should just do it because if they could have done it, you know how much stuff that could have went viral because they didn't just do it. And if they're really serious about it, they need to invest in it. Like I like I said before, invest in lights, invest in costumes, do your research to better yourself and know your worth. Don't let these companies half pay you or demand payment longer than a week and always keep God first. Amen. Amen. Um, and I feel like that's a perfect point to leave off on because that was I was going to ask you that question. and You kind of hit on like what advice you would leave. Um, for those who need to start, um, thank you for your time. And before we end off, um, is there anything that you want to plug, like your TikTok, your social media, or anything else? Um, now would be the time to do so. Or even if you have any new projects that are coming or new videos or stuff that you want to like let the people know about. Well, I am working on the series. I really don't want to talk about it right now um, mm -hmm. until I get done with it. But if you do want to find me on any social media platform, just look up Kendria Bland or Kendria underscore Bland. I try to like keep everything as Kendria Bland. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much. You know, this has been another episode of the Awkward Ventures of a College Graduate, specifically the Alpha, how you started. And as always, stay awkward. Until next time. Peace, y'all. As you can see, we're at the end of our episode. As always, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Until next time, stay awkward. Peace.